Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Well, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Great to have you back with me. I want to hit hard and joyously some statistics that I have learned recently that really help us understand our world better. You know that in this podcast, I like to be brief. I like to be informative. I like to be transforming as much as I can. So let me hit this and hit it hard. I think you're going to find this encouraging. The fact is that the status of wealth, of lifting people out of poverty, of empowerment on a variety of different fronts, those, these stats are really good as we know them right now. Things are changing. People are being lifted out of poverty. We have a chance in our generation to eradicate poverty in the world. And some of the trends and some of the statistics are really exciting to know. So let me, let me dive into this. Um, I want you to know that the rate of extreme poverty in the world what has been cut in half over the past decade from 15.7% in 2010 to 7.7% now. Think about that. The extreme poverty rate around the world has been cut in half from 15.7% to 7.7% today, just in 10 years. Pretty much, pretty stunning and all but eradicated in China because they're a control economy and they're prospering so well. Extreme poverty. Now we're talking about extreme poverty. I mean, people just barely having anything to eat, living in dirt. That kind of extreme poverty has been cut down to just 7.7% in the world and almost eradicated in China. Uh, A tipping point was reached in 2018. Uh, More than half the world Uh, is now in the middle class or above for the first time in history. Think about that. More than half the world, uh, this is according to a Brookings analysis, uh, is now in the middle class, not lower class, just, you know, able to eat and survive, but in the middle class or above. Along with this came massive declines in mortality rates for women and infants, both of which have been halved since 1990. I mean, I have to laugh when I think about this. The mortality rate for women and infants in the world has been cut in half in the 30 years since 1990. Just in case this is being heard by somebody on archive, I'm recording this in 2020, January of 2020. Halved in the last 30 years. Pretty amazing. Well, some people are going to ask ask why this has happened. Well, it's a lot of things. Free markets, technology, education. In fact, let's talk about education. Primary education has become a near universal reality in almost all the world, including for girls. The global youth literacy rate was up up to 91% as of 2016. Um, although Sub-Saharan Africa Africa lags a bit, it's only 75%. So think about that. Youth literacy, a huge issue throughout world history, uh, is now up to 91%. Think about that. When I talk to you about how many of the nations of the world, their average ages are 22, 23, 24, uh, it's not just that they're younger. It's also that they're more literate. They're using technology. They're watching, uh, you know, media from around the world. They're they're well-educated. They're well-read. They they can download things uh, even if they're in oppressive regimes, under oppressive regimes. Pretty stunning. 
the average income of the world's bottom 50% of earners. I think this is a stunning statistic. The average income of the world's bottom 50% of, of earners nearly doubled between 1980 and 2016. I mean, it's just stunning. This is, of course, by, by the, the uh, Nobel laureates. Um, Banerjee and Duflo who have, at MIT who have done amazing research, and they've concluded that the average income of the world's bottom 50% of earners nearly doubled between 1980 and 2016. Think about that. There was only one group that fared better than that over time, and that was the global 1%. Now, let's talk about that for a little bit. Let's talk about the rich, because a lot of you are aware that we have increasing amounts of wealth concentrated in the hands of fewer and fewer people. But before I got to that, I wanted to make sure that you knew that wealth is increasing, that the, that there is a transformation, that poverty is being wiped out, uh, and that a huge portion of the world's population moved into the middle class just in the last decade. It's pretty amazing. However, at the same time, uh, the rich and already rich countries, plus an increasing number of super rich in the developing world, captured an astounding 27% of global growth. Okay, So you do have rich and super rich, especially in, developing, in the developing world, um, which are capturing a huge amount of wealth, as much as 27% of global growth. As the global 1% captured more and more of the pie, Banerjee and Dufflo, again, these are these MIT professors who are Nobel laureates, um, write this. The 49% of people below them, which includes almost everybody in the United States and Europe, lost out and their incomes stagnated. Amazing. Think about that. So these people are making huge amounts of money, but people in Europe and the average person in Europe and the United States, their income stagnated. Uh, as a percentage of global wealth. Now listen to this. Uh, this is information from the Forbes billionaire list from the past decade, and it tells a lot of the story about this concentration of wealth. In 2009, the world had 793 billionaires with a combined wealth of 2.4 trillion. Keep Hang on to those numbers in your mind. 793 billionaires with 2.4 trillion. That's in 2009. As of 2019, the world had 2,000 I'm sorry, 2,153 billionaires, that's three times the 2009 number, with a total net worth of 8.7 trillion. That's two and a half times the amount of money. So you have almost three times the number of billionaires who own almost three times the amount of wealth. Okay, To qualify as one of the world's 100 richest people, you'd now need not 4.9 billion, as was the case a decade ago, but 14.4 billion. So if you're planning to be one of the world's richest people, you no longer need just 4.9 billion. You need 14.4 billion. And listen to this. There were 130 billionaires in Asia a decade ago. Now there are 729. Now, we can celebrate the big positive trend, which is that wealth is increasing in the world. Technology, free markets, perhaps freer governments, a lessening of, of dictatorships. I don't know that we have a pure dictatorship uh, much of any place in the world, uh, except maybe North Korea. I mean, think about it. Maybe a little bit China, but even it's a, a growing free market, a thriving economy. Um, I won't make that an absolute statement, but we definitely have a lessening. We have fewer total dictatorships, total oppressive governments uh, in the world. Freer markets, technology 
technology, more trade, uh, all of that is increasing education, all of that is increasing wealth. But the fact is we do have uh, a huge amount of wealth being increased into the hands, I mean, being poured into the hands of the few. Now, I'm not saying this is necessarily illicit. I'm not saying this money was stolen. I'm not a socialist. I don't think that anybody who prospers is automatically a, you know, a robber baron or stealing it from the proletariat or whatever allegations we want to make. But I do think it's something to keep an eye on. I do think the fact uh, that the top 1% in the United States owns so much of the country and is able to control so much is something to keep an eye on. Remember Lord Acton's di uh, dictum, absolute power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. We want to make sure that we keep an eye on this because the concentration of incredible wealth in the hands of anyone can always lead to corruption and frankly always has. Uh, I'm a Christian. I believe that sinners made us all flawed, all a little crazy, all a little controlling, uh, all a little evil. And we have to keep an eye on that and check that in each other's lives. That was the vision of the American Founding Fathers. Overall, though, the trends of uplift, the trends of prosperity, the trends of learning, the trends of ownership are improving in the world. I want to make a couple of final points. One, we have an opportunity to wipe out poverty all over the world in our generation. Extreme poverty is only experienced by about 7.7% of people in the world. And where those people are not being purposely kept in extreme poverty by oppressive governments that won't allow outside influence, uh, we have a chance to wipe out extreme poverty. We have a chance to see an even larger percent of the world's population move into not just the lower classes, but the middle classes. We have a chance to see starvation and daily suffering due to economic circumstances, wiped out. Pretty amazing. At the same time, we need to increase the reach and the influence of those forces that are creating the prosperity. Increase technological reach, uh, increase free markets, increase trade, uh, increase innovation and ingenuity. I love some of the products I see uh, in the world. I love some of the things that are being created. I love new ideas, new chemicals, new way of creating housing, new way of creating uh, appliances, new, new, new kinds of jobs coming into the world. Unbelievable. I, I love uh, seeing money being transferred on cell phones and African villages that don't even have a, a telephone system. Don't need it anymore. Everybody's got a cell phone and that cell phone's dirt cheap. I, I love seeing American billionaires produce cheap computers so that African kids in African villages can have them. I love that. We need to increase that. But we also need to keep an eye on any of corruption that might be producing a concentration of wealth and the use of those who have concentrated wealth. It's something to watch, not to you know, pull down or destroy in some kind of socialist, uh, you know, surge. Uh, that's misguided. But we do want to watch it. We have an incredible concentration of wealth, and it's something we need to be aware of. Not afraid of, but suspicious, I think would be a good idea. Lovingly suspicious. How's that for a phrase? Good news overall, some things to watch, a bit of positive news in the face of all the negative news about impeachment and what have you, but good things are happening in the world. My final thought, make sure you're contributing to some organization that is addressing poverty in the world. My favorite, Convoy of Hope. Look it up online, Convoy of Hope. I trust it. 
I give to it. I help it. I speak for it. I'm certainly not a major player in their world, God knows, uh, but I believe in them. If you don't have one of your own, make that one yours. I, by the way, have nothing to do with them financially, so I'm not uh, doing anything that would benefit uh, put money in my own pockets. If you have other organizations, great. Your church, your synagogue, your organization, whatever it is, make sure you are contributing some of your money to and some of your talent to wiping out poverty in your generation. It is a reachable goal. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.